Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 59. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to talk about some good old-fashioned deck building. Yeehaw! Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. <laughs> How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole bunch. We're continuing the arc of the audience with a super... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not what I was expecting. No? No. <laughs> but what well, you were saying is... What I was saying is we're continuing the arc of the audience with a mono-white angel deck. Uh, Listen, it's going to be good. Uh, Another listener submission, as are all of the decks in the arc of the audience. This one from from Wolfie Star on tappedout.net. Wolfie Star, a.k.a. J. McGlinf? What? Jay McGlinkf? McGlinkf. It sounds like you're swallowing really bitter sour medicine. That's the sound you make when you drink Buckley's. There's like 78 vowels and then 78 consonants in a row in his name. McGlinkf. Huh. Anyways, he submitted the deck a long time ago, last November to be exact. That's a pseudo long time ago in my life. And now we're going to do it. Cool. Bruna the Fading Light. I'm sure she's just a joy. Before you read her, though. Yeah. Do your thing. Social media coordinates. That's it. We are a CCO podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this deck list, last week's deck list, next week's deck list, and any other list that we're going to talk about in the future or have talked about in the past. We are also commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send suggestions for further episodes in the arc of the audience or other show suggestions, questions, comments, fan mail, hate mail, no nudes. Or nudes. And we are also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, EDHREC.com, Patreon, YouTube, and Podomatic, where we are desperately trying to take down those scrapbooking ladies still, but we're getting closer, and that is dope. You can also find us on the... Super fun new home of CCO Podcast at FlipsideGaming.com. Say it right. Yeah, and don't forget, CCOFU promo code, 10% off your entire order store-wide. They've got your Dominaria singles, your Dominaria sealed product, and I was actually just going over their website, top eight Dominaria cards to pair with Yargle. What the hell? Excellent. Yargle. <laughs> and also, I'm sure... They do a little bit of stuff on Brawl. I was I was listening to another Magic podcast, Stacking Hundreds. They're a competitive EDH podcast. They were talking about Brawl, specifically Brawl Chief of Compliance. In Brawl is like the most broken commander ever. Of course he is. I kind of want to play Brawl now. No, you don't. I want to play Brawl in Brawl. Huh? <laughs> huh? Anyways, you can read about Brawl. The format brawl on FlipsideGaming.com. Also available at FlipsideGaming.com. Worth note, all your gaming accessories, dice, deck boxes, sleeves, binders, all that stuff. Like the ones that you could have in the mail to you. Or live at GP Vegas. Yes, if you enter and win our our Scooby-Doo and Shaggy deck giveaway. A.K.A. What are they? What are? What do we call them? Sun Song and Fire Speaker. Complete deck. Perfect fitted. Dragon shielded. Dice. Premium rose gold Ultra Pro deck box. Brando's giving me the look. I can't believe that's even a thing. It's a thing. They it's come a- in like silver, gold, rose gold. Oh, it's a premium color. Pay $4 more. Go F yourself. But we did get you the premium because we are good humans. We, and I didn't have to pay any more for it. 
Yay, me! <laughs> it's going to be a sweet deck. We're going to get the list up on our tapped out page. When it's all together, we're still a little bit building it and making sure we can put the appropriate amount of foil and or promos in there because CCO Nation only gets the best for sharing us on Facebook and or Twitter and or wherever you find contest announcements. Yeah. So... Yeah, so help us get out there, and you could be entered to win a super sweet Rumble and Frenzy deck. Yeah, shout-outs. Shout-outs. Shout-out to, um, this is kind of like an anti-shout-out. Shout-out to Jumbo Commander YouTube threw out a Atraxa Bowl deck tech for the deck he's playing. Okay. The Commander's Brew guys called out Jumbo. Jumbo called them back out and said, it's on. He mentioned all of us at... Uh, for a Traxable in Vegas, and then he deck text, but I didn't watch it. But how, shouldn't we watch it though? Like, shouldn't we know what he's going to do? He said, don't watch it on the YouTube video. So I, he's giving me the look like he doesn't believe me. I don't understand this. Why would we not watch it? He's he's next leveling you, dude. Remember last week when I told you about the pube and the playmat? <gasps> That's what this is. The pube and the playmat? Is that the deck box you're giving away? That's your next name that you're going to call it? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. When we deck tech our Atraxable deck, Jumbo Commander, don't listen to it. Yeah. We'll come to your house. And, and we'll hit you with that puby playmat that I have rolled up with a pipe inside of it. <laughs> we were saving that for Max Crandell, but... Oh, that's right. What am I going to hit Jumbo Commander with? Well, I mean, here's the thing. What if he's big? Like, his name is Jumbo. I'm sure he's just a little guy. Probably. He's probably compensating. Good one. Shout out to my dad. To your dad. Yeah, he listened to two weeks ago's episode. Oh, right on. And he was like, how do I comment on Facebook? Or what do I do this or that or this? And he said, you should really talk about the time when you were little and we used to play Magic together and I used to kick your ass every single game. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your dad for never, ever letting you win at anything. Yes. Taught you the spirit of competition and the value of good old-fashioned learning what the hell you're doing and hard work. And getting your ass beat. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. You're from PA, so. Ah, that's yeah. a thing, too. We yeah. all know where that's. Should we talk about a deck? We should talk about a deck. What deck are we going to talk about? Well, we already said it was Bruna the Fading Light. Let's give her a read. Let's give Bruna our Fading Light a read. She is a 5-7 angel horror. It looks like she was in the From the Vault Flippy Dippy. Yes. Uh, and I'm assuming she was probably from Innistrad? She was from the Return to Innistrad last set. Okay, and she says on her, when you cast Bruna the Fading Light, you may return target angel or horror creature from your graveyard to play. And she has flying and vigilance, because of course she does. So she's like, reanimate on your commander for seven, and you get a five-seven. Yes. In white, we're going to call it reincarnation. Remember we talked about that in a actually fair Orzov deck from a couple weeks ago? Correct. Go and listen to the episode, it's really good. <laughs> totally fair deck. Totally fair, absolutely. No infinite combos. Secret synergies or accidentally I win the games. Uh, not on purpose, anyways. Of this deck and Bruna, it feels so righteous. Like it's mono white, and that's white's color identity, right? The angels and the, the righteousness and the doing the good and the thing, and right? Okay, cool. Um, it feels like this is a really well rounded version of white. Kind of angel tribally, right? Yeah, well, it's definitely kind of like those dirtbags are doing at CMDR Central with their angel tribal attraction. Maybe we're giving them away free, like knowledge if we're doing this. If they need all the help they can get. We're gonna beat them anyway. <laughs> good point and good point. Yeah. She flips. Bruna does. She does flip. 
But she, she, she melds, though. She melds and then she flips. So she needs to conjoin herself with her other half. Her other half is Gisela the Broken Blade, also available in that set, if I'm not mistaken. The Flippy Dippy? Yep. The other, I, the, I think so. You wouldn't put one and then have her not flip. She wouldn't be in the Flippy Dippy set if she didn't flip. Yes. <laughs> so you can get both of them. She's also from the Return to Innistrad uh, block. She is a, what is that, a 4-3 four, for 4, uh, white, white 2, flying for a Strike Lifelink, and then at the beginning of your end step if you have both of them you meld them together which is flip them over and turn them into a single creature and then you end up with Brazella, voice of nightmares a 910 eldrazi angel with flying first strike vigilance lifelink and your opponents can't cast spells with converted mana cost three or less whoa she's like a dirty old gaddock teague that except, also beats your face in except the opposite of gaddock teague yes yeah that's exactly right yeah and gets creatures also, but whatever. The point is, she's a dirt bag. So okay, let's get this right. You get a five-seven for seven that can reanimate the its other half, like Bruna reanimates Gisela if it has to. Correct. And it's your commander. Yep. And at the end of that turn, you get it transformed into a nine-ten flying first strike vigilance lifelink Apotheg for seven mana, essentially. If you're just casting the Bruna. Yes. Seems good. Seems very good. What if somebody kills her? Then one half goes into your graveyard, the other half goes into the command zone, you do it again. Very excellent. Seems like it's fairly mana intensive. I don't know if that's the number one strategy of the deck. No, I would say that that's probably not what you're aiming at, but it's something that you could do over and over again if you were so inclined. Um, your, I would definitely Your alternate do that. path to victory, maybe? Sure. I like that, right? Yeah. We talk about that in um, sound deck building and playing is you need to have more than one avenue to victory. And, it's some, and a big creature like that can definitely keep you alive. I remember we played a game uh, a few months back now where I got the meld creature from the whatever that land is. Uh, the red one. Yeah, and I, tur- and I won the game. Writhing just, Township or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. with that one creature. Okay. I, it won the whole game for me. Yeah, gives you like a 3-2 Eldrazi horror token every turn or something, and itself is like an 8-9 or whatever. Yeah, it was a, whatever it is. It was a beat, beat, beating wholesale ass frenzy is what it was. And yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. I had no business winning that game. Okay, so let's let's get into the recipe a little bit here. 30 creatures. We're going to do some quick hits. Let's start with Mono White Angel Staple, Adderkar Valkyrie. Very much so. 4-5 Flying Vigilance. Now, notice the flying on all the angels, obviously. Reoccurring theme. Vigilance. Awesome for both attacking and blocking, obviously. And then this one actually has an ability that you can activate after you attack with it if you want. Whenever a creature would die this turn, it doesn't die instead, and you get to keep it. It doesn't have to be your own. Yeah. It's very good. So, so you can, you super can attack, awesome, right? Attack, block, steal a guy. Yeah. On a white card. Now, keep in mind, you are paying the price for this in terms of mana, and it's on a creature, right? Sure. Just like a clone. I suppose, but clones don't cost six, they cost four. That's true. Right? And and black reanimation usually costs like one or two mana. Mm. We gotta pay four, five, six in this case, seven in the case of Bruna, right? So um white can do it, it's fairly well rounded. No real jagged edges on the white color, because it can destroy everything and do all these things that we're gonna talk about, but you're gonna pay for them, right? Next up we have Angel of Glory's Rise. When it enters the battlefield, exile all zombies? What? <laughs> Then return all human creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So that's another... That's the relevant ability on the card. I think so, right? Like, how many humans are in this deck? Not a ton, but the ones that are in here are pretty good. And we'll get to them, and you'll see why they're good. For sure. And just for reference, 4-6 flyer for 7 again. 7 mana. 
Can't wait to see the converted mana cost of this deck. Angel of Sanctions. 3-4 Flyer for 5 with Embalm. We talked about Embalm last week. Uh, the Embalm cost is 6, so it's 1 more than the regular. And when it enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent until Angel of Sanctions leaves the battlefield. So it O-rings something. Yep. It's a really expensive O-ring with a fairly sizable body attached I like to it. it. And of note, the first male angel in Magic. Really? Not even shitting you. He's a dude. And all the other ones are chicks. Every single one. He looks like an elite titan from the Attack on Titan video games. I kind of want to cut his arms and legs off and then watch him bounce around on the you ground. You try and cut that guy's arms off. He'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a 1-1 one, one human. <laughs> I'm like a 5-1 human. He'll still kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Angel of Serenity. Same thing, except it O-rings three things. 5-6 flyer for white, 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 four. And it O-rings three things. Bastion Protector. Here's a human. There's a human. Commander creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have indestructible. Now, there's two ways you can read this. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming only one of them is right. You can read it as commander creatures, meaning your commander that is a creature gets bigger and is indestructible. Or it could also read that creatures from the commander set get plus two, plus two, and are indestructible. <laughs> Much like Apocalypse Chime killed everything from the Homeland set, this might be something that just buffs things from the commander set. Doesn't work like that. Only there there oh. is a set called Commander. Yes. It's an official set. <laughs> She's not from it, but I think that the argument could be made that uh, all of your dudes from Commander are now super sweet and indestructible and big. Well, for purposes of the show, we're going to just pretend that it's Bruna the Fading Light gets plus two, plus two, and indestructible. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And or any other commanders you can reanimate if they have gone to the graveyard. You can't steal any commanders in this deck, but you can reanimate from somebody else's graveyard. Next up, we have Bishop of Rebirth. Hmm. Vampire Cleric. Vigilance, though. Don't mind that. Whenever whenever Bishop of Rebirth attacks, you may return to a creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Three, four. For five. So he's a super shitty Sun Titan. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Dawnbreak Reclaimer. Weird one. 5-5 five, five Flyer for 6. At the beginning of your end step, choose a creature card in an opponent's graveyard, then that player chooses a creature in your graveyard. Both of those come back into their respective player's battlefield. So they get a dork, you get something better than a dork, probably. Probably. You're not playing dorks in this deck, you're playing uh, mana rocks instead. You're playing shit like Elish Norn Grand Cenobite. That'll do it. Vigilance. 4-7 <laughs> for... White, white, five. She's a praetor, not an angel, which is kind of too bad, but whatever. Other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. She's a buffer and a rather and a blocker. She does it all. She does it all. Yep. Also has probably one of my favorite modern magic arts. Yeah, she has got some badass art. I and I bet you she doesn't like pumpkin spice or rose gold. I agree. Because this bitch is not basic. Yeah, black coffee only. Yeah. yeah. No sugar, no cream. It's probably just blood. Next up, probably one of my least favorite cards in all of Magic. Really? Yeah. No way. Amiria Shepherd. 4-4 four, four Flyer for 7. So that's even a smaller body, so you know you're getting a good effect. Landfall, get a dude back from your graveyard to your hand. If it's a Plains, put it right into play. Holy shit. It's probably going to be a Plains in this deck, hey? Yeah, I how many, how many Plains are we running? 15. That'll do it. And most of your fetch lands are going to probably find Plains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we're running a Mistvale Plains. That's 
16 planes. 16 planes, yeah. Yeah. So okay. That's a thing. Let's speed it up here because you're getting the theme. They're angels, they have vigilance, and they reincarnate stuff. Okay, let's kind of stick to that. We've got Karmic Guide. 2-2, two, two, flying, reincarnate something for five. Raya Dawnbringer. 4-6, flyer, reincarnate every upkeep for nine mana. Sun Titan. 6-6, six, six, vigilance for six. When he enters the battlefield or attacks, reincarnate something with three or less converted mana cost. Does Twilight Shepherd count? Uh, I think so. 5-5, five, five, Flying Vigilance Angel for 6. When it enters the battlefield, return all cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. And it has Persist, so it brings itself back. Dang. It's not Mass Reincarnate. White can't really do that like Black can, but it'll bring them all back to your hand, which is literally less than a kick, or better than a kick in the nuts. Okay, let's hit some humans. We got uh, Evangel of Heliod. When it ETBs for six mana, you get a 1-1 one, one soldier for your devotion to white. And all of these five, six, seven drops are all double white, triple white. Awesome. This is important also to note. Makes humans. Human soldiers. Hero of Butthole. A.K.A. Hero of Bladehold. Human knight. Battle cry. Whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. And whenever Hero of Bladehold attacks, put two... 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Soldiers. More humans. Knight of the White Orchid. Ooh, this guy's kind of like a mana dork. Okay, so white white for a 2-2 first strike. When he enters the battlefield, search your library for a planes card and put it onto the battlefield. If an opponent has more land than you. So it's kind of like a mini one-time uh, land tax. Now here's, the, here's a human. And why do all those soldiers matter? Let me tell you. How about Knight Captain of Eos? Hmm. 2-2 two, two for 5. Hmm, what's going on there? When he enters the battlefield, put two white soldier creature tokens into play, and you can sacrifice one and pay one, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn, so it fogs every turn. Yeah. So you have fog on a stick to keep you alive until you can get your big angels out. Hmm. Let's keep her moving here. We've got Iona. We all know Iona. Name a color. That color can't be cast. Remember, white, 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 six, seven, seven flyer. You got a core cartographer. That's fun. Yeah, originally from Zendikar. So when it enters the battlefield, search for a planes card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped. 2-2 two, two for 4. Yeah, not so bad with your Ameria Shepherd. Feels like a green card, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Probably because it fucking is, except it costs one more. And you're paying for it, right? White can't do that, so you got to pay the mana. Next up, Linvala, Keeper of Silence. 3-4 Flying Angel for 4. Activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. Mother of Runes. Taps to give something protection from a color. 1-1 one, one for 1. Solemn Simulacrum. Uh, enters the battlefield, search for a land, dies, draw a card. Sunblast Angel. Destroys all tapped creatures, right, for six mana? That's another white, white in the converted mana cost there for that devotion. Thalia Heretic Cathar. Ooh, a little bit of a Staxi card here. Creatures and non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. She's a human. She's a 3-2 first striker for three. I like her. Weathered Wayfair. Search your library for a land card and put it into your hand. And you can only do that. It's an activated ability for a white. You can only do it if an opponent has more land than you. So yeah. that's kind of white's way to ramp. It goes into your hand. It's kind of shitty, but uh, you kind of need it, right? And we're going to round off the creature section with a couple of Odyssey cards that both are in there for the same purpose in Patrol Hound and one of my favorites, Tireless Tribe. Ah, so... Tireless Tribe, one drop, and Patrol Hound, two drop. Both one ones, discard a card, Patrol Hound gets first strike, 
and Tireless Tribe gets plus zero, plus four until end of turn. So it's a discard engine for when you're playing your Gisela. Or any other reanimate, reincarnate spells we're going to cover. Yes. There's one actual creature there that you didn't cover. Your favorite. Right. My favorite creature of all time. All time. If I had one, I'd give it away for the stupid giveaway. Sarah Ascendant. Huh. I like this guy in that deck. You would. Goes towards your devotion on turn one. It's a 6-6-6-6 six, 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 six life linker for one. That's a good card. Yeah. That's efficiency right there. Yeah, isn't it? That's like Tarmogoyf, eat your heart out. Super fair. It's bigger than Goyf could ever be <laughs> for one. So it's a 1-1 one, one life linker. If you have 30 or more life, Sarah Ascendant gets plus 5, plus 5, and flying. So you start with 30 or more life, and you just play it, and it's a 6-6 six, six flying, life-linking dude for one. Yeah. doesn't really fit in the deck other than it's a human. Other than it's a 6-6 six, six flying, life-linker for one. It goes in every white deck. So you run it out turn one, you start beating wholesale ass, then it dies, and then a bunch of turns later, you Angel of Glories rise it back, and then you beat wholesale ass on the person who killed it in the first place. Moving on. Instance and sorceries? I guess so. These are fairly standard fare, I would say. I think so, and I wanted to highlight in this deck the, I would call them sound deck-building principles that you need to follow when you play a monocolor deck because there are shortcomings in every color that you need to be able to address, and you do that by building redundancy in maybe in other ways. Sure. Right? White's got the removal covered, so it's a little bit not relevant to the instance and sorceries, but when we talk about card draw or lack thereof, we're going to go back to that. All right, so let's just bang through these real fast. Condemn. Exile an attacker for one mana. Miraculous recovery. Instant speed, reincarnate a guy, and give him a plus one for five mana. Five mana. Instant speed. I'm giving Brando the pointy finger. And I'm giving him the look. Obliation. Oblation. It's a stupid word. <laughs> you just hate everything about white. If... Owner of target permanent, shuffles it into their library, then draws two cards for three mana. You can hit your own thing to save it, or remove something pesky and make your opponent draw two cards. It's tuck and draw in white. Path to exile. Exile's a dude, they get a land. Swords to plowshares. Exile's a dude, they get life equal to his toughness. Sorcery time. Sorcery time. We got austere command. That kills everything or everything else. You choose two. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Breath of life. Yeah, there's a good one, hey? To do. White, three, reincarnated dude. Sorcery speed. Zombify. Pretty much. Pretty exactly, actually. Yeah. What set was that originally from? It's got stupid 7th edition art here on the thingy, but it's Starter? Starter 99, baby. Nice. <laughs> of course. It, it, they didn't know what they, they were doing. They didn't care what they were doing back then. Day of Judgment. Day of Judgment. Destroy all creatures for four. Defy death. Five mana reincarnate a thing if it's an angel you get a two plus two two plus one plus one counters on it cost white white three i actually play that in captain sisse because she plays so many angels of course you do it might get cut though hour of revelation that's a six mana exile everything unless there's 10 things on the board then it's a three mana exile everything destroy everything whatever resurrection don't know what's going on in that art but white white two reincarnate a thing do you want me to explain to you what's going on in that art that is the kind of art that we would tell you not to Google. Yes, it is. And it's also the explanation I will tell you not to Google. You'll just have to uh, 
Look up Resurrection and use your imagination, not your fingertips on the internet. This is my new favorite uh, spell of its type, Rote. Five mana Wrath of God, you can pay two to cast it at instant speed. I love that whole cycle. I like this card uh, when you play it with an Ashnod's Altar, because you can sack all your dudes that are going to die anyway, and it costs two to Wrath the Board at instant speed. Love it. Like that. Like that lots. And Wrath of God. Is exactly what it sounds like. So lots of removal and lots of mass removal in instants and sorceries. Just to put a number to it, you've got nine targeted removal spells, and lots of them are exile, so you're not going to be worried about other people reanimating and that kind of shenanigans. Mass removal, you got six of them. And we haven't even touched on the enchantments yet. Let's do that. Enchantment the first. Very, I'm going to say, pretty painting. Ooh. Angelic renewal. Two mana. If a creature you control would be put into the graveyard, you sacrifice... Sacrifice Angelic Renewal, and the creature doesn't die. It's like a reanimate spell, kind of. Vanishing Light. That's just that's just O-Ring, right? Yeah. Gift of Immortality. That is reanimate on an enchantment, and then you get Gift of Immortality back onto the creature at the end of the turn. So the creature can never die as long as that card exists, more or less. Awesome. Grasp of Fate. That's O-Ring for each one of your opponents, right? You pick a permanent and exile it for each opponent. Marshall's Anthem. Ah, pump spell, or like an anthem effect for four, multi-kicker of white one, and you reincarnate a guy for each multi-kick that you did. It's ridiculous. I love that card. It's ridiculous. Oblivion Ring. Uh, that's an O-Ring. Stasis Snare. That's an O-Ring as well. And it has Flash. Oh, and Flash a, Ring. That's a move in a video game called Battle Arena Toshinden. Never heard of it nor have most of the people listening, probably. It wasn't the best game. I can imagine so. (laughs) So those are the enchantments. More removal there. Does, uh, do we call that, like, any of that mass removal, like the Grasp of Fate or the... No. No? It's Uh, just removal, because you just pick one guy per thing, right? Okay. Artifacts? Yeah, we got 15 artifacts in this deck. I wonder what they do. Let's let's see. Commander Sphere. Ramp card, draw card. Darksteel Ingot. Ramp card, indestructible. Ever-Flowing Chalice. Multi-Kicker Ramp card. Gate to the Afterlife. Give that one a read, because that's got a novel on it. Okay, this biblical verse says, Artifact for three. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, put a, you gain one life. Then you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. It's some white card draw. And it says, For two, tap, sack it, search anywhere you want for a card called God Pharaoh's Gift, and put it into play. And you can activate this only if there are six or more creature cards in your graveyard. I like that because it actually says discard a card on it. It's another discard outlet. Uh, You get to dig a card deeper, discard something that you can then reincarnate. Instead of paying nine for my Rhea Dawnbringer, I'll pay four for it. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Let's just do God Pharaoh's Gift. Sure. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If if you do, create a token of this copy of that card, except it's a 4-4 black zombie and gains haste until end of turn. I like that for the lack of card draw redundancy or card advantage that that's giving you. I don't like it because most of what you're getting is going to be natively bigger than 4-4. Four, four. You you trade up with that card with 1-1s one, and 2-2s two, and 3-3s three, because they come back as 4-4s. Four, but in this case, my 6-6 six, six, and my 7 and my 5-6 is going to come back as a 4-4? Four, four? Still gets your stuff back, it's, I guess. It still flies. It still does everything. And it still is value. 
And I think it's just in there because of Gate to the Afterlife or whatever that first one was called. Sure. It's it's all right. Ah, it's good. It's redundancy and it's giving white more card advantage. How about, sure. how about Gauntlet of Power? Five mana, artifact, choose a color. Creatures of the chosen color you control get plus one, plus one. And your planeses, if you choose white, tap for two. All planeses. All planeses. That should be a Cage Sun. Cage Sun. That's actually in my recommendation section because Cage Sun costs half as much as Gauntlet of Power. Yeah, monetarily. It costs one oh, yeah. more mana to yes, play. sorry. But yeah. it's, it's easier to get. And it only works for you. It doesn't help your opponents out. That's it's better right. in every way. Maybe he just has a super pimp one. Maybe. Hedron Archive. Four drop mana rock and card drawer. Marble Diamond. Two drop mana rock. Mindstone. Two drop mana rock draw card. Pearl Medallion. Two drop mana rock. Quicksilver Amulet. Another great way that white's getting more card advantage. We're, we're going to call that a mana rock. What? It's, I'm going to call it that because it lets you cheat mana costs, right? It's four drop. You pay four, tap it, put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. That same Ray of Dawnbringer for nine, I'm going to pay four for it. And then my next upkeep, I'm going to get something back for free, something back for free, something back for free. I'm going to call that drawing a card. That's an Elvish Piper. Yeah. It's a green card. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pay for it because you're doing it in air quotes colorless and white. But yeah, technically it's an Elvish Piper. Sol Ring. Two drop. Sorry, I fucked up Sol Ring. You just you just didn't know what a Sol you you said Sol Ring. Get out. <laughs> Thought vessel. Two drop taps for one, and you have no max hand size. Thran Dynamo. Ooh, I like Thran Dynamo in this one because it's going to take you from four mana to seven mana. Four drop taps for three. And worn Power Stone. Taps for two, and it's two mana, but it comes into play tapped. It's three mana. It's three mana, and it comes into play tapped. Come on. What I know. About, what about what about the, what's that one from uh, Pillar of Origins? The two drop that taps for one of the chosen creature type, or two for you? You know that one? That's Pillar of Origins, but it only taps for one. It's colored one, but this one taps for two. And in mono color, this is a deck building principle, as we're talking about in this deck. It's less important. You have color fixing in a deck like this. And you really you, don't you, need the commander you just, sphere. You here. just need mana. You need volumes of mana instead of colors of mana. So that's the deck. Well, you know what? I want to actually take a good look at the mana base. I know it's a monocolor mana base, but I really like... What do we always say? Play your utility lands, kids. It gets your utility lands. So what do we have here? We covered there's 15 or 16 planes. Okay, cool, right? Then we've got an ancient tomb. That taps for two and deals two damage to you. So then we have four actual fetch lands. Those are your arid maces, your marsh flats, all of the white ones. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about those in the budget section in a second. Because remember, we're playing mono white. Playing mono white. Desert of the true. That is, it comes into play tap. But remember, the deck's not that fast. Cycles for white and one. Why don't you play the actual cycle land? Because it cycles for white. Because drifting meadow is also in here. And so is Secluded Step. There you, you all, go. You play all the cycling lands. Got to get the card draw. What if you don't need the mana because you're cheating the mana costs a la your commander and your discard outlets? You could also be cheating the mana cost with a Nemiria the Sky Ruin. Very excellent. You brought it up. Comes into play tapped. during your At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have seven or more planeses, you just get something from your graveyard to the battlefield for free. That's on a land. That's on a land. A white land. Now remember, it takes eight lands in play to have that, and you are playing a whole crap ton of non-basics in the deck, so kinda is a crapshoot if you ever get... Like, I've only had an active Amerio like one time ever. 
I've seen it a couple of times, but it was in standard for a little while. And we had extended here. Last Bastion of Extended in, like, Canada. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was a guy that played at a Myria deck. No way. Yeah. Was it good? I'm not going to say it was bad, but it, it didn't work very often, mostly because, you know, you had to get to nine mana. And whenever I played them, I played Goblins, and Goblin doesn't wait till turn nine. No. And I think with your Weathered Wayfarer and your Core Cartographer, and if you wanted to spend the money, your land tax your Knight of the White Orchid. Like, you can find all those planes, but they're going into your hand. Core Cartographer puts them into play tapped. Okay, fine. You could reanimate your Core Cartographer with your General a whole bunch if that's a good strategy, just to Ameria stuff. Or if you had, like, a blinking creature, you could blink the Cartographer a bunch of times. That, that could be a Blinking's too. a white thing now. They put that They put that in white all over the place. Eldrazi Displacer and... Right? Um, like, you can do it, but I think... A better strategy is just to ramp to seven with whatever lands are going to do that. Cast your commander and reanimate something for free. Yeah. Better than Ameria. Ameria just gives you like extra super long game assurance when you have 10, 15 mana in, on the battlefield, right? Then we got an Evolving Wilds. We talk about it all the time. We've got a Gaia Reach Sanitarium. You like that one? Yeah, that one makes everybody draw a card. I think that's just white, um, th or this deck's way of saying, hey, I need to see more cards, more cards, more cards, right? And I think you also discard a card with that too, right? Each player draws a card, then discards a card for two and tap it. Loot. Loot, yeah. And uh, you're going to get creatures into your graveyard to reincarnate for five instead of nine. And we got a Ghost Quarter. That's a destroy a land, they yep. get a land. A high market. That's going to sacrifice a creature that you're just going to get back next turn anyways. Homeward path. Gain control of all things you own. All creatures. Yeah, that's a weird one. I, I would like to see that one become Command Beacon. Um, yeah, I don't know why that's in here. Command Beacon would be way better. Yeah, include. Command Beacon's pretty spendy now, right? It lets you get a lets you get your commander from your command zone into your hand by sacrificing it. He's playing four on colored fetches. This guy's effing the budget already. Get a Command Beacon. Yeah, I like your attitude. <laughs> We got Karoo. That's the original, the original Karoo. Karoo, yeah. That's excellent. Got that Mistvale Plains we talked about earlier. So let's give that one a read. It enters the battlefield tapped. It is a, it's a non-basic land, but it's also a Plains. And then for white and one, put target card from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library. You can play that only if you have two or more white permanents. I guess it saves something from getting exiled from your graveyard. That's what I always assumed those are for. If you're running a whole bunch of tutors or reoccurable tutor like a Planar Portal or um, Planar Bridge, you can sacrifice the thing that you search for and then Mist Veil planes it back into your library to search for it again. It's kind of like a recurrable engine card, but I think in this deck it's a little bit just for value so you can draw into your angels again or whatever. There, it's The deck's slow enough on its own that like virtually it doesn't really have a huge difference from just regular planes. And it gives you a benefit that you could use sometimes. And it triggers a Maria. Yes, exactly. Like, yep. There's no reason to not play it over planes. Myriad Landscape. Search for two, right? Yep. Yep. We got New Banalia. That is a single color scry land. Good old future site, hey? Yeah. And it enters the battlefield tapped. <laughs> Nykthos Shrine and Nyx. That one taps for your devotion De to devotion, white. Devotion, that's right. So that's a good one with, again, all those double and triple white cards, right? Ooh, I like this one. Terrain Generator. Awesome that you hit on that one. Excellent in mono white or white red or mono red. Taps for colorless or two tap. Put a land card from your hand into play. It has to be basic, but yeah, and it comes in tapped, but it just, it's ramp. It, yeah. Ra it gets you and there. And with your awesome. weathered wayfarer and your land tax that I was talking about, super good because you're always going to have extra land in your hand. So you have a fair, that's that's your mana base. That's your, your land package, so to speak. 
We don't usually go into it, but I liked it because, I mean, we're, we had a good discussion about Ameria, playing basics, lots of good utility, synergy with the Gyre Reach Sanitarium. It really does show you how building and putting lots of thought into your mana base is important. We kind of gloss over it on the show just because once you've learned to build a mana base, you kind of know. And what's important in a mana base? Like how highly do you prioritize fixing versus utility? Exactly. Right? Um, and, and in monocolored decks, like there is no fixing. So as long as you can get your color, which you obviously can in this deck, play what you want. Yeah. You, and you know what? Utility, super important. Versus like when we talk about those hyper competitive decks like um, Adun Oakenshield we've done and Yidris, Animar, all they care about is just being on color on time. They just want color, 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 color so they can cast their shit, get in, do their thing, get the hell out of town. Yes, they they want to be what this deck already is, which is essentially monocolored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, color doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we've been over the cards, we've been over the mana base. There's five good one drops, like tireless tribe and 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 stuff that you'd want to play on turn one turn two you got seven drop every single two drop in the deck you'd want to play on turn two i like it because whenever you see a two drop on turn two you know you have a play it's a good way to build a deck it's a sound way to do it it's a good feeling too yep 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 for sure turn three if you've played any ramp on turn one or two you can start reincarnating like like if you went tireless tribe on one mana rock on two Turn three, you have four mana. You can discard your card and then reincarnate. Boom. You got a big fatty in play. Important thing to, even if you can't really do that, Tireless Tribe, Dredge Staple. Yes. In a deck like this, where you have kind of your long game reanimation or reincarnation strategy, he's an amazing blocker for those decks that have the big opening punch. They're going to swing at you with a, they're gonna swing at you with a, an 8-8. Eight, eight. From last week, just swinging at you with a Godsire token. You like can, on turn five, and you've got just your yeah. one shitty Tireless you can, Tribe. You can block it with a Tireless Tribe. Discard two fatties that to make gonna, them... Yeah, and you're going to get them back. Make them a 0-12 or a 0-11 or whatever? Yeah, it's long game, because you're going to get them back. You're going to eventually play Gisela or Bruner or whoever and get her back. So yeah. just get rid of it. They're less important. And you've got that Mistvale Plains where if somebody tries to get him out of your graveyard, you can save him. That's the old trick in Mono Black where you discard two fatties to your zombie infestation to get a 2-2 blocker. And then you sacrifice the 2-2 blocker, if you didn't block, to victimize to get your two fatties back. This deck kind of does the same thing, except for way more mana cost. Yes. <laughs> it's got to play the long game because everything's expensive, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths. Good long game. Just talked on that. Tremendous long game. I like the mid and late game control that this deck can play with all of its targeted, wrath, O-ring effects, mass O-ring effects. I like that. Lots going on. Brando was nodding. Yeah. You can't hear nodding. Is there a way that you can hear you nodding? How's that? Excellent. (laughs) I have a stiff neck. (laughs) I hope that the listener's eardrums aren't bleeding. (laughs) Strength, great mana base. Talked about that. White's big tribe, Angels, comes through clutch. Everybody, very, very everybody classic. Loves everybody yeah. loves him. The classic. You know what I wish was in here? Maybe this is a teaser for the um, suggestions section. I wish there was a Baneslayer in here. Is Baneslayer good enough for EDH? You know, Baneslayer's power doesn't scale. Like, it's it's on that kind of absolute power level of 5-5 five, five for 5, Flying Vigilance Lifelink, or whatever she is, right? But in a... 1v1 game and a five-player game. She's the same thing. Yeah. You know? She doesn't really scale. She doesn't... I don't think she's... 
as good, especially when you have a 6-6 flying lifelinker for one. Ooh, I like that card. (laughs) (laughs) Strengths. Feels a lot more fun than it looks on paper. I think if you played this game and you just imagined in your head that they were dragons or demons and said that all the swamp, all the plains were actually swamps or mountains, I think you'd have a good time. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> it would probably feel pretty good to have your commander flip into, what's her name? Gisella. Uh, G- Brizella. 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 That the... sounds like a porn star. It really does. Actually, if you look at the uh, picture of Brizella. Gross. Would be a wicked porn star. Don't Google that, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Weaknesses, a little bit slow, unless yes. you go like that combo patrol hound reanimate route. Right? I would also say uh, uh, until you get to that mid late game, I think that your early game is land ramp rock, land ramp rock, land yeah. is where the early game of this deck goes, and I'm just gonna call that. I don't like that. Yeah, the I guess the devil's advocate to that is if you're land rock land rock like turn one turn two you're already on turn six by turn three you're at the you're at the mid to late game you get to the mid to the late game quite a bit faster when you consider that there are 16 ramps and little searcher dorks in here so you do get there you get there pretty quick yeah no real reusable card draw there's a lot of ways to generate advantage and and draw but other than like your gyre reach sanitarium which is symmetrical and only looting. Um, it's not true draw. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm stuck on there's not a whole lot in white that just says draw two cards, draw three cards, draw X cards, like in blue. Because that's what they need is to draw cards. Yeah, not, and that's why mono white is regarded as weak is once you dump your hand or if you get wrathed playing angels and then maybe you have to wrath the board and then your hand's empty, like what do you do? You just kind of top deck mode and that's not really that powerful. It's not the best. Right. If if you get wrathed in blue or black and then you have something that says draw four cards, then you got like a hand. Also it's weakness, a- it's mono white. And I hate mono white. <laughs> so if you're playing a deck like this, F you. No, I like it. You know what? I I think I've only ever built one mono white deck and it was kinda like this. Way back in the very early days of Commander, my mono white commander was Iona. You would have hated that deck. I'm sure I played it and hated it. Yes. I was around when we started playing Idiot Ryan. Well, very yeah. excellent. Last weakness. This one kind of breaks the spice calculator a little bit. For me, anyways. I used to have a deck like this, and I like the way that this deck looks, but you're going to see, because it's a monocolor deck and you're playing Angel Tribal, there's only so many cards that can go in. We call it Zada Effect, right? Yep. It kind of breaks the spice calculator and got a lower score because there's only so many good angels to put in. That being said, I'm not sure if we're moving along to our potential cuts. I'm not sure if I'm a big va- fan of Linvala Keeper of Silence. She's 12 bucks, and she's only a 3-4 four for 4. And I don't know if shutting off people's activated abilities is that relevant. What do you think? The Null Rod sucks. If you put it that way. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She's, what did I just say? She's 12 bucks. Let's do a little bit of math. The deck comes in at 284 bucks. It's not bad. All in. Monocolor. Do we need to play all of the fetch lands? Flooded Strand, 18 bucks. Arid Mesa and Marsh Flats, 30 bucks each. Windswept Heath, 13 bucks. They could all be planes. And you're thinking about a Mary the Sky Rune and a Mary a Shepherd. 
Those are looking for planes anyways. You could save 91 bucks on fetch lines right there. Yeah, now, you could. The, now, the the backhand of that is Amiria Shepard with the fetch lands. You get a card back into your hand, and then you get another one back into play. Uh, very, very good. That's very powerful. Very powerful. And yes, you can do that with uh, Evolving Wilds, Yep. but then you can't use the mana right away. Yeah, you, you, you can't get your huge angel back and another angel in your hand and have path mana open. You can't put your white... <laughs> the, you can't go... Put Knight of the White Orchid back in my hand to search for another planes. Crack land, get a different land, get my giant angel beater back into play, and leave path mana open. With or Knight of the on. White Orchid mana open to yeah. get another land and get another angel. Yeah. yeah. I suppose that's 91 bucks. If if that's if what Brando said isn't your thing, and saving $91 is, <laughs> there you go. I got your back. Ancient Tomb. Now, Ancient Tomb lets you get out to some explosive starts because it's going to give you two mana right off the bat, right? Very, Every time you tap it. Yeah, it's uh, what is the what is the best play in two color EDH? I would say it's Ancient Tomb into Sol Ring into Signet because then you have two colored mana of your color on turn one. That's awesome. Yeah, and then if you got some other stuff, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, that's somebody's going to eat a whole bag of dicks. Absolutely, they are. And it's not you. Definitely not. Somebody sent us a. I think it was on Twitter. Somebody sent us a a Lay's chip bag and it was like bag of dick flavored or something <laughs> that, was, that was funny ancient tomb 30 bucks right you cut that with your fetch lands we're up to 121 dollars that means the deck's only 160 bucks it's not bad that's a good price deck for getting some really good top end you know you whip it out in those six player games you're the big and swinging hammer interesting thing about this that uh, only one of the angels has a big swing and hammer because he's the only dude yeah uh, what else is interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Getting off the subject of of dinks in art, something about angels, dragons, demons, and this has always been a thing in the whole time I've ever played Magic. If you're trying to trade somebody for stuff out of this deck, even though they're not worth a lot, hard to do because lots of people like to hang on to their angels because they're angels, and lots of people like to hang on to their dragons because are you ever going to play that? Well, no, I just like it because it's an angel. Yeah. I just you, want to slap them and take it You know what this deck him. is? You know what this deck is? This is the deck where the dude sitting in his basement at like 1 a.m. is like, how am I going to get my girlfriend to start playing magic? Oh, I'm going to build her an angel deck. That's this deck. Yeah. 100%. Yes, it is. Right? Yup. Strength. <laughs> get your girlfriend to play magic. Weakness. You have to spend more time with her. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Milk list? How about instead we do card of the week? What do you got this week? What do you think? Terrain generator. Because it isn't white. <laughs> what? It is not white. It is a land. It is a land. And Let's... everybody should own these. These are great. Last printed in dual decks, Jace versus Chandra. Chandra. And then before that in Nemesis. Good set. Yeah. Two bucks. So like 36 Canadian. Yeah. Give it a read again. What yeah. do you get for 36 Canadian? You get a land, uncommon land, taps for a colorless mana, or two of any color and it. Put a basic land from your hand into play tapped. I like it. Yep, I like it too. Good and white, good and red, good and red, white. Those are the colors that have trouble making the big mana. I guess it's good in blue too if you need more mana. You and, could play end of turn, I'll put another land into play. It's serviceable in any deck, I would say, except for green. I suppose that's accurate. And yeah. Black does have, I think, what is it, one creature that lets you put a swamp from your hand into play? But green has like an elf and a snake and a gardener and another thing that just lets you put more lands Green into play. is the ramp color, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Black play... always wants more swamps. Yeah. And never, ever play a terrain generator in a green deck. 
If you're doing that, you're bad. It's bad. But anyway, that's our card of the week. Terrain Generator, F.U. White. Grab your terrain generators while they're hot. Play your utility lands, kids. What he said. Milk list? Milk list. Okay. The milk list is, as per EDHREC.com, the most commonly played card at each converted mana cost in any particular color pairing. Today, white. The zero drop slot. Everflowing chalice. Yeah. The one drop. Sol ring. Of yep. course. Swift foot boots at two. No. Oblivion ring at three. Yes. Return to dust at four. No. Cathar's Crusade at five. No. Sun Titan at six. Yep. Got that one. Mass Kelsify? No. That would be okay. What is that? Destroy all non-white creatures or that'd something? Be a, that'd be a great card in this deck. I like that one. Avacyn Angel of Hope. No. Why is that one not in here? Maybe he doesn't own one. Because that's a good effing card. That's a know. good one. That's eight, a, eight mana, right? That's Angel Tribal dot card. Flying eight mana, eight, eight. All of your permanents are indestructible. And she is indestructible. She is indestructible. I like it. That. Okay, how about we move to nine? Iona. She is there. She is here. So is Rhea Dawnbringer, the other nine drop. <laughs> Stormherd at 10. No. No. Ulamog at 11. No. Blightsteel Colossus at 12. No. Emrakul at 13. No. Emrakul Eons Torn at 15. No. Definitely not. Yeah. So we got five milk list matches. Now we're starting to get into what I was talking about, about... Um, Having a lot of angel redundancy, Zata effect, right? And yep. you're going to see it again in the spice calculator. So, before we move into spice calculator, I just wanted to say something. I just noticed about this. Looking at the list on tappedout.net, it's a Bruna deck. Therefore, Bruna is the general. We were talking about how Brazella might not be the air quotes official commander of the deck. Mm-hmm. I feel there is an Easter egg tell here where Bruna is the commander of the deck, but if you look at the featured car- card picture, that appears at the top of the thing, it's Gisela. <gasps> Hidden commander. Yeah. Good on you, Jay Meglim. We're on to you. Bruna, 206 lists, the 11th most popular mono-white EDH rec.com commander. So that puts her right in the middle. Middle. Midder. <laughs> Midder. Right in the middle of Heliod, God of the Sun, and Isamaru, Hound of Konda. He got a little gem with Mox Amber, didn't he? Good lord, didn't he? <laughs> He's so excellent. <sighs> I swear, nobody in town actually plays that card. Yeah, there's, there's so many of them. Seven thousand of them for sale. They're like in Saskatoon, your Mox Ambers are like fourteen cents. It's like people are buying them and just selling them on Facebook again. Yeah, I'll I'll trade you this planes for that Mox Amber because <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually play the planes. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, she's the eleventh most popular. Two hundred and six lists. Average converted mana cost of this deck, like last week, 3.97. That, get up there high, that classic commander feel. I think that might be why I like the deck, is because it's just a big swinging hammer. It is a it is a classic commander deck. Much like last week, it is a... I'm noticing a trend. Yeah. Our audience is sending us things that are classically proven fun. Yeah, except this one's mono white, so I might disparage the proven fun. Just pretend it's like mono red or black. I like it. Okay, <laughs> it's your jam, right? <laughs> good on you, CCO Nation. You're sending us good shit. Critical turn. I said four because that's the turn that you could theoretically start reincarnating things. Sure. Sure. Four or five, you, yeah. You've got reincarnations on four, you've got multiple ones on five, and you've got 16 ramping things to get you to seven on turn five or four to get your commander out. 
pretty good. Which reincarnates. I think that there's enough redundancy there to call this deck's critical turn four or five. Sure. Sure. Optimal game size? Uh, what do you think? I think that you want this in the big games, right? I think you want to play this in those famous CCO big games that people are talking about online, those six and seven player games. It's got great control, lots of wraths, lots of top end. Lots of um, reincarnation for redundancy on the battlefield. I think it depends how you want to play it. If you want to play this as the angel aggro beatdown strategy, you're looking 4-5. But if you're going to go into the 6-7, maybe 8 if you're totally um, if oh, you're a total if you're, sadist. If you want to play an all-night game in GP Vegas, we'll eight, play an 8-player game. The 8-player with this. Because then you're going to be a vulture. you got to go into vulture mode where you're going to reincarnate something and kill somebody who's been picked off or withered down by somebody else because the wraths are going to be flying and you're going to have that white problem where you don't have a card advantage and you're only going to get one creature or one resurrection a turn and you got to make them count. Yep. So it, really cha- it, it could play well in either space, so four and up, but I would say depending on how you want to play it would be hmm. my answer to that question. I dig it. Here's the elephant in the room. Okay. Uniqueness rating. Number of cards different than the stock list on EDH Rec, only 19 cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even with no tutors, that's going to hurt you. And that's Zata effect, and that's with no tutors. So we punch it all into the spice calculator. Spice rating of 40. So kind of like what we were talking about last week, where listeners send us in something that's fun and interesting, and sometimes it doesn't pass the 50 test because there's not a whole lot of um, variety and ways to build the deck. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you might as well just make Avacyn your commander. And, uh, I mean, I do like the uh, Gestalt commander. I do like that, where you have the two people that go together to make one bigger, meaner thing as yes. a commander in a deck. But I would say if you're going to make this deck, just use Avacyn. Honestly, just use Avacyn. That's the deck you think use Avacyn. That's the angel deck. Just play Avacyn. I think you could play either. I think there's a bunch of different... Why not Ray of Dawnbringer? If you're going to 7 for your commander or 8 if it's Avacyn, why not just go to 9 and get a free reanimate every single turn? Because you got to wait a turn. I suppose. That's the downfall of Ray of Dawnbringer. you got to wait for the whole... Especially an 8-player game. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, that? that's right. That would good, suck. you got to wait an noob. hour before you get your thing back. Yeah, And then they just kill it at the end of somebody else's turn. The guy sitting next to you that could have killed it at the end of your turn so you could have got up and got a beer, they just wait, slow roll you. The whole table oh, slow I rolls you until the end. when people slow roll. Ooh. CCO Nation, let us know what you think. Twitter, Facebook, email. Emails are fun. No nudes? No nudes. Oh, wait. Nudes. Wow, you just said no nudes. No, I didn't. I'm going to keep that on record forever. No, you're not. That's my new text tone. When you send me <laughs> messages, no nudes. Oh. Final thoughts of the day? Final thoughts of the day. Now, as much as I say I hate white and I hate things like this, and I kind of do, this is, again, another classic super fun deck to just bust out at your buddy's place while you're drinking some beers and just have a good old-fashioned, well-constructed EDH night. The deck doesn't have a lot of holes in the game plan. It's got lots going on. You always have play. You'll always be up to something, even if that something is angering Brando. And I think that's kind of the hallmark of a good white deck. The angrier it makes me, the better the deck probably is. And I think that Ryan or anybody else that plays with me can probably attest to that. And I don't even know why that is. It just is how it is. So it's a good deck. So Wolfie Star, thanks for sending it in to us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We dig the deck. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Tapped Out, Twitter, anywhere else you can find us to enter to win our super sweet spaghetti and meatballs deck. 
Uh, deck list for that will be coming up hopefully by the time we reach the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Boom! No nudes? No nudes?